Welcome back, everybody. I have another wonderful opportunity to speak to a great Canadian actor. Canadian actors are always welcome on my program. They're at least a third, and I think we're starting to, uh, to go closer to half of all of the people that I've interviewed. And your episode 113 uh, are from Canada. I love Canada, love Toronto, love Vancouver, love talking to you guys. And I've you know, you were on Travelers uh, for an episode. And, uh, you would be Oh, pretty... yeah. I mean, yeah. Blink and you'll miss me, but... Listen, I, you and um, another wonderful actor from Vancouver was also on Travelers. He's, uh, his name is Dan Payne. And I recognize Dan without seeing his face. I am wow. that good. Uh, I saw him opening the, the door of the car. I'm like, wait a second, that's Dan. And then finally we get, we get his face for like, you know, two seconds. I'm like, I text him immediately saying, Dan, I just saw you. <laughs> so, yeah. Fan club. Uh, please welcome to the program and we'll, we'll continue this fun discussion. But who is joining me today is Trevor Roberts. Welcome, Trevor. Hello. Thank you. Very happy to be here. <laughs> no, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? You know, being an actor, you're, you're in something and people have seen you and then they're like, Wait a second, you you were in that? No. Yes. Yes, I remember. It's one of those like, you know, have to dig through the memory banks of like, oh yeah, you were that dude. Okay. So it's 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 an interesting thing that we all kind of, well, not me, but uh, you know, all the people that I talk to have to go through. Yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been kind of interesting in the last six months or so. Well, I guess particularly, yeah, the last six months, because you know, people are um I'm getting messages from friends saying, oh yeah, I was showing my friends that you were in this show. And then they started saying things like, oh, I remember him from blah, blah, blah. And I remember, and I was like, really? You don't, cause, you know, cause you don't have a, you don't always have the, the best concept of uh, your own body of work. It's, it's true. Uh, I am at a point where nobody has ever stopped me and said, hey, I've seen you in this. So I look forward to that moment when that ever maybe happens. But um, careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for. Well, we'll see how the show goes. Perhaps uh, it'll get to a point where I'll start getting recognized for it. Uh, some people did call me a clown for it, so I know that part has started, which is, <laughs> which which is welcome because then that means that more people are watching. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'll I'll, I'll let you know how it feels when, when I get there. Uh, let's talk about the show that people are uh, seeing a lot of you in right now, which is on Hulu. It's a Marvel show and it's called Hellstrom. And uh, mm -hmm. you get to play a really interesting character, Father Joshua, somebody who is a little more than he appears. Right. Okay. Um, how, and again, uh, how many episodes have come out? Uh, uh, they all dropped at once. Oh, so okay. I, don't, I don't know if you want to go spoiler filled or spoiler free. Well, I want to go spoiler filled. Uh, okay. Bring uh, it. We're going to give a warning to everybody. All right. So if you have not seen it, you definitely should see it. Please click on the link below the video to see it. But for now, if you don't want to hear spoilers, please fast forward and we'll let you know when it's okay to start. So um, I always love when, you know, I would get breakdowns because you know, I'm a goofy, silly, you know, nerdy kind of guy. And then I always get these breakdowns of, he's a friendly neighbor, but there's something about him. I'm like, uh, okay, 
why do people keep seeing me as the psycho killer? Is there anything that I need to worry about? So I love the breakdown when I saw it, that he plays Father Joshua, a priest with more than, that, more than he seems. So mm -hmm. I think, okay, I got it. I remember that breakdown. So um, did they tell you anything about the role when you were auditioning for it? Did they give you an no. Nothing? Okay. No, not at all. Um, it's, it's such a funny story because there's so much secrecy surrounding everything with Marvel. Yeah. Um, that the first break, the first, uh, I went out for a role that was in the first two episodes. Um, and it was just, uh, the breakdown comes in for second Hulu project. I guess there was one already shooting in Vancouver. And then they give you this scene that, you know, there's enough information in there to think, okay, this guy's possessed by a demon. Got it. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, so you just kind of do that scene. I didn't get that role, but then like five weeks later, they were casting for this other one. Um, and again, it was dummy sides. It wasn't the actual scenes from the show, like at all. Um, it was more like they knew the qualities of the characters that they wanted to put on screen, like the certain, yeah. I think they knew certain character beats that they wanted to play with over the arc of this character. So they kind of crammed them all into this one scene where I was, I mean, it was, the scene was written as, you know, breakdown is for John Oberman, 60s. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not me, but you know, they must want me to give my own spin on this. And it was this guy giving uh, a young, pretty woman a, a job interview for a big corporation before he gets very, I just keep saying Harvey Weinstein-y because, you know, he, it's a big, it, it just, it gets, it gets aggressive and it gets a little bit violent. And it told me what show I was auditioning for. Um, and I just, uh, I don't know, I, I, I got that uh, that side and I just had a lot of fun with it. Did it like two or three times and just kind of sent it off. And it was just a real quick turnaround mm -hmm. uh, before they were saying, yeah, your father crow. Wow. So yeah. the Harvey, let, let's put this into perspective that the Harvey Weinstein 60s guy turns out to be a priest. I just think that's special. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It gives you a, a real good you kind of feeling. So, um, and then, you know, and then when they put me on, when they basically said, you know, you're going to network uh, for approval for the role. And by the way, he's not, he's not like a businessman. Um, you'll be playing a Catholic priest who's possessed by a demon. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you go with that? It's like, and until you actually start to read the pages, you have no idea what you're actually going to be doing. So. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting journey. No kidding. And did they send you, like, once, once you got it and you started shooting episodes, I think you're in six episodes, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So once you, uh, I, yeah, I have not watched it. Uh, I, you know, Hamza and I talked about it uh, yesterday. I am a huge Marvel fan, but horror is not my genre. So this is, this is a fun show to talk about. It would be great if I were in it as an actor, but as a person who doesn't want to get freaked out, uh, this is not my, my cup of tea. Ah, give it a try. Give it a try. I might. I, you know, after the conversation with Hamza and now talking to you, I think I'm getting myself to the point where I need to start watching it. Yeah. So, um, but what Hamza was saying is that uh, uh, Hamza uh, Faud, uh, he was saying that they would send him sides and it was basically just his part and really nothing else 
Mm -hmm. So when you started shooting it, was it similar type of secrecy where they didn't really tell you much? It just, well, here's, here's your stuff. Um, yes and no. They, they would send me just my uh, bits of the script, um, mm -hmm. which varied. Uh, so it didn't give me the full concept of what we were really filming uh, and nor how I specifically uh, played into the overall story. But at the, in the beginning, it was just such an interesting idea for me to wrap my head around, okay, well, I'm a priest and, and I'm going to be possessed by a demon and this demon's kind of pervy. Like he really likes to stir the poop. And, uh, and then that became really fun to kind of sit in and figure out. And then, and then with all the demon stuff, um, I remember going and speaking to one of the, uh, the, the story editors on the show, Sheila, she had written the first episode that I was in. And I said, so what do they move like? What do they sound like, you know, when they're aggressive, when they're attacking? And she's like, oh yeah, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just have fun with it. Just bring it. And I was like, okay, freedom. That's good. Yeah, I, I would welcome that. Absolutely. Um, as, yeah. as, as actors, right, you, you, especially with something like this of really, you know, what kind of research can you do about, you know, being possessed? Uh, aside from Exactly. Aside from watching movies and, you know, possibly, you know, uh, hearing uh, kind of uh, tales of people who were or think they were possessed. Uh, well, see, so, sorry, I want to just jump in there because that's the thing is, you know, I remember speaking to the showrunner, Paul, and you know, he didn't want things really, we didn't want to be emulating mm -hmm. other forms of possession. You know, we wanted them to be, this, this show to be very specific. And I think, you know, once you, once you watch the show, when you watch the show, okay. um, what's really interesting is to see how, like, some of the very talented actors on the show will shift back and forth in the same scene, in the same line, in the same beat from their, their human personality to the demon. And, and that in and of itself is so frightening. And it's, uh, it's, it's really wonderfonderfully done in the show. Yeah, I wanna, now I want to watch it. I know I'm going to get freaked out, which I'm not going to enjoy, but I want to watch it Let's from a perspective because that is interesting to me of seeing mm -hmm. the shift. Because, you know, uh, as, as you were talking, I was imagining of how I would be playing it. And I think I know how I would go about it. So it's interesting to see how you did and what the other, uh, you know, uh, uh, other actors on the show did as well. So it's uh, mm -hmm. okay, fine. I'm, I'm convinced. I'll start watching. All right. So I, just, just to make sure that I, I have your shoulder to cry on as I get freaked out, I have somebody to talk to about this, right? Yeah, just don't text me late at night. <sighs> You think I'm going to be watching this before I go to sleep? Are you kidding me? No. Probably, is... probably a good idea not to. No, this, this will be a morning thing so I can have a whole day <laughs> to make sure that Just I... Just to cleanse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of cleanse and, and kind of getting more into the acting part of, um, you know, doing these types of characters and, uh, and going really dark with something, uh, whether you're having fun with it or not, but you're going into the, the demon, uh, you know, kind of energy, or you're going into somebody who's not a nice uh, guy. Um, how does that feel? How do you get out of it? Do you stay kind of in character because you don't want to lose that energy? And then when, you know, you're ready to kind of leave that, how easy is it to leave behind? Because 
I can imagine that this is not something that would be a, a fun energy to carry with you. Yeah, um, that's a lot, you know, because it's, you kind of had to take everything, I had to take everything on a, you know, a case by case and a scene by scene basis. Yeah. Um, you know, in, uh, in the beginning, I was really only Father Crow for seconds behind a, a confessional screen wall before he became possessed. Um, so it became about not thinking of the character as a demon to begin with. Yeah. It was just like, I felt like that would just make me start like acting like a demon, like, you know, the demons that I'd seen in, in films. And instead, you know, um, I remember the showrunner Paul had described, uh, you know, the, the demon uh, who possesses Father Crow, his name is Rom. And said that, you know, Rom is a, is a rabble rouser. And, you know, those people, they're, they're shit disturbers. They liked, and, you know, and demons, especially in this universe, they love to, it's almost like creating fear in humans is what gives them a high and it makes them strong. Um, So, you know, you're, what you, what you want as that demon is kind of built in. Um, And then what got really interesting as the season went along was when the demons would interact it was very often um like uh like uh, myself and uh, elizabeth marvel who plays mother uh and uh, dave munier who plays a uh, um goth and you know and and noticing that there's a a hierarchy and almost a family structure in these demons so then it was uh it was just interesting to figure out well where does my demon fit in that family structure mm-hmm. Um, and everybody in a family structure kind of has a personality based on where they sit. So it, yeah, it all, everything just kind of fell into place and it became very fun to play with. That sounds like fun. Uh, by the way, you know, uh, I, I love that, you know, with the last name, like Marvel, you get to be in a Marvel show. I think that there is something to it. I know Uh, serendipity, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure as, as the casting directors were looking through, it's like, yes, that's it. Well, and she's like just one of the best actresses that has ever graced the, 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 the screen. So, you know, she doesn't need that last name to be in a Marvel show for sure. That's amazing. Uh, and again, the only thing that I have seen is, uh, is the trailer and you see her in a trailer and already I saw, Oh yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. a really, really strong actress. So I, I just based on that little alone, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> they would very often, uh, uh, invite me to the, the to the table reads uh, for the show, and I think the very first one that I went to, uh, when Beth opened her mouth as mother, I was just like, "What is coming out of that woman's mouth?" Uh-oh. Just the sound she is able to create. Uh, it she's she's incredible. She's really she's a force. Wow. Um, what again? You know, being around these uh, actors, and you've you've been around some incredible actors that you had a chance to work with on this show and others that we're going to touch upon. Uh, what are some of the things that you, as an actor, are able to take away and integrate into your you know future performances? Well, I like how you know Beth. Beth was talking about how she always likes to work on something. Um, in every every day on set or every day in a, in a in a show, and you know that can be today. I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna keep you know my idea of listening, uh, in the back of my head. Today 
I'm, you know, I'm going to, to think about, you know, my, my physicality or, or my intention. Um, always like almost giving herself an underlying task so that she's always working within her work. Uh, and that's just, you know, just such a, an amazing takeaway. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to write that down because that's something else I'm going to put into my acting, <laughs> acting uh, bag, if you will. So mm -hmm. add a task for a day. Um, thank you. That's, that's very cool. I, I will definitely utilize that. And then jumping back, I, I think I, I kind of want to dive a little bit more into the previous question of you found a way kind of uh, with the demon and the family structure to figure that out. But did you have any, uh, any issues, any problems of kind of putting that away and going back to, okay, I'm Trevor, this is, this is me. That's the code I wear when I, you know, uh, when I'm acting. Uh, no, not really. Cause I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> you know, there's a, an intensely short amount of time that you have between the days when you, you get your script and you, you do a quick table read, you get your script. And sometimes, you know, you'll be getting, you know, you'll have a heavy episode and, you know, you'll be filming that towards the end of the shooting schedule. So you've got a few more days to prepare, but very often uh, I just, I found myself having, you know, my, my bigger shooting days early on. So it's a real quick turnaround. So you just kind of have to throw yourself into the work. Um, you know, just do all your prep, do all your emotional work, come to set, you know, sometimes, you know, um, sets can be a little bit, the days can be long and they can be, they can be pressure filled and they're making cuts and they're make, uh, and I remember one day when, um, there was a, you know, a good amount of dialogue and whatnot and a good amount of action that had to happen all at the same time. And the director just had to make cuts because, you know, we were having a long day and, um, you just kind of have to breathe through it and, you know, let the crew do their amazing job and just be ready uh, for when they call you to set. So by the time it comes to taking off, you know, that, that priest garb, I mean, it literally is like when you're undressing in your trailer, you're kind of, you know, the collar comes off, the jacket comes off. And there's something that does kind of cathartically happen as you, as you let go of that work that you did that day, because barring, you know, something, you know, catastrophic happening to the film and having to do a reshoot, you never get a chance to visit the, that moment with that character again. So you hope that you just did it justice and you just kind of let it go. And I found myself, you know, taking in some nice deep breaths as I walked to the car, you know, and, and drove home from set and yeah. And then you just get ready for the next day because that's where you kind of have to be. You just have to, okay, that was, that was today. Boom, done. What's tomorrow? Yeah. That, that type of segmentation is something that's, uh, that's very valuable. I, I remember reading <clears throat> that you've played, you know, multiple characters in a show, not the show, but you've, uh, mm. you played multiple characters in the show, including like three characters in the same scene. Yeah. So the, you know, uh, segmentation, uh, is something that you really, really had to get good at. Um, mm -hmm. how did you find that process of snapping in and out of different characters? Uh, having to rely on a really good, uh, like foundational training. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had many years, uh, where I was working, uh, at the Vancouver Youth Theater here in Vancouver, um, mm -hmm. with a really amazing director, Carol Tarlington. And it, she just, she just drilled in us, you know, from a very young age when I started working with her that, you know, just kind of the precision and professionalism and the preparedness that it takes to, to pull off, you know, a seamless performance, you know, 
things will always go wrong, uh, especially on stage. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, it was just a lot of, lot of, lot of training and a lot of practice. I'm a perfectionist. And when I have certain moments in shows where they are particularly difficult, um, and like the one you're referring to where I'm playing three characters in one scene off of somebody else who's also playing two or three characters, we would make that two pages of the script, um, our last little bit of uh, warm up and connecting with each other uh, before doing the show, every show, uh, you know, it creates a fun little tradition. It, you know, you, it's like, you know, getting ready, you know, to, uh, to dunk the ball. Yeah, it was great. Very cool. So what's, uh, you know, diving deep into talking shop because on the love of acting, that's, that's partially what we want to do is talk shop. What is your approach? What do you find that, you know, out of the things that were drilled into you early on and things that you picked up later uh, during your work, what are some of the things that work really well for you in order to, to get into character and deliver that seamless work with your reference? Um, for me, I feel like when I first get a, a script for an audition, um, I don't know if it's you know just blind arrogance thinking that I can do every single role, but um, if it kind of falls in my wheelhouse, I very quickly have an idea of how I could wear this character or how this character could kind of speak through me. And, you know, cause you kind of have to long abandon, you know, as you get more experienced uh, as an actor, you stop asking that question of what are, their, what are they looking for? What do they want? Because you'll drive yourself crazy for one, and that will just kind of take you away from whatever uniqueness you can bring uh, to the work. So I just kind of focus on that, just being, letting my energy kind of, you know, my unique energy be played for this character and, and through these words. Um, and usually when stuff is written really well, I give it a, a good like read or two and then just like the words are there. And then from there, I've always really enjoyed um, the process of, of creating the, and then like creating the character's wardrobe. It's the tiniest little choices. It's the tiniest little choices. Does that character have the top button of the shirt buttoned up, un, you know, underneath the tie? Because it, you know, it does create something different. You know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I have like garb because I often get, you know, uh, a lot of roles that are white trash guy, you know, rapisty types, you know, so I have clothes that, you know, reflect that. And it's, and it's like, pl I'm still playing uh, as an adult the same way I was when I was a kid, you know, um, for certain types of characters, you know, like I will go and I will do a little bit of makeup sometimes. And then when you look at yourself in makeup, it allowed well, me when I look at myself in makeup in wardrobe, and then I see myself different than, you know, how Trevor walks around uh, every day, it gives you a certain freedom to buy into whatever fantasy you're trying to create for the audience. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, that's that whole combination of, you know, of theater and film and, and costumes and, and lights and all the magic that goes into it. Um, and yeah, I want it all as an actor. And, you know, and then, and then further to that, I guess, if you're talking about process, for me, it's just always about, um, letting the words kind of just come through you as uh, genuinely and truthfully as possible. Yeah. 
Very cool. I, I definitely resonate with that. Thank you for sharing. Um, the uh, something else that I find uh, interesting is that, at least based on my you know kind of look uh, throughout your career, I've seen you in comedy and I've seen you in in dramatic parts. Um, is there a you know a preference, or you as an actor you want it all? I want it all. I want it all. No, I mean, there's not. There's not a ton of comedy, uh, unfortunately, that's that's shot in Vancouver, and that's where I'm based. Um, I would I, I would really love to uh, to work some comedic chops a little bit more, but I'll take what I can get. Uh, dramatic stuff is fun too, because you know, in the dramatic stuff, I I find that you know I'm the one tied to a chair, getting beaten and bloodied. I'm the one, you know, rabid and and again probably tied to some hospital equipment, you know. I'm some character named asshole. Like, it's just, you know, it's, you just get to do so many fun things uh, as an actor. And then as they start to kind of build up, uh, you know, a body of work and a career over time, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to chuckle at. Uh, this, this is specifically the reason why I'm laughing at the asshole remark is I wrote this down. This is going to be one of my questions about imposters. You having the role actually is titled asshole. I love it. That's, that's like travelers playing a dad right you know imposters asshole yeah imposter that's like i literally took a picture of the call sheet that day because you know asshole trevor roberts i mean it's just it's perfect it's perfect precious uh, and i i wanted to go back to kind of how uh things started a little bit because uh you know you were in a scene with leo um and uh who else was in that scene um robert de niro yes yeah leo and robert that's that's not a you know bad start it yeah it's a it, yeah i you won't see me in that film i was i was cut out of that film but it was uh oh, what you know having you know you're you know booking a job on your first audition for a film and getting to you know be in a scene with with leo uh and and robert de niro when you're 16 you know <laughs> That was a that was a really amazing thing, a really really weird way to start a career, uh, and you know, and how hilarious that uh, that it got cut. Yeah, you know, I learned everything I needed to learn in that first year. Don't get don't get too tied to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was talking to Sean Murray, who was also in that uh, in that movie. He played. Oh yeah. Movie. So it's like a lot of really good actors uh, when they were younger uh, were in that film that you know went on to have uh, a really really good careers. So, mm -hmm. and then you played uh, on, uh, my goodness, uh, yes, on Scary Movie, you were Dookie. Uh, I, I remember watching Scary Movie. I love the Wayne brothers, Wayne's, excuse me, Wayne's brothers. So uh, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it's, uh, it's been a long time, but yeah, it was, know. you know, it was, it was incredible. It was a very charmed kind of uh, time in my life and, uh, and a charmed experience. Um, cause when, when you're young, I think when I was young as an actor, it was just, I mean, it was definitely really cool what was happening. You know, I was a fan of in living color and a huge fan of the, the Wayans family. Um, and I remember justifiably freaking out a little bit, you know, just about like, Oh, I'm getting an audition to go, you know, audition for uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans tomorrow night. Like that's really cool. I wasn't, you know, losing my mind or anything. I went in and had fun. He wanted me to play a, you know, play a stoner and do some improv. And I was like, okay, 
let's let's have some fun. And then one of those things when it's just like two days later, they're like, okay, you're booked, get on a ferry, you know, you're going to Victoria to film. And then they just started calling us back for more and more days. And it was just a really fun experience. And then about six months later, they came back to do some reshoots uh, and they, they called me in and that's when they actually shot the whole was up thing. Cause it was, uh, it was between the shooting time and the post-production time when that had kind of gotten big. So they wanted to slide in more, you know, kind of current, uh, comedy yep. and the show was testing really well. And then it just like, you know, it exploded and blew up and then it was everywhere. And it was, uh, you know, it was a very fun time. Yeah. Uh, you know, no complaints. What a, and, uh, and I, and I still get the gift sent to me <laughs> dozens of times, uh, a year. That's really funny. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I remember again, I'm, I'm old enough to, to remember the commercials when they came out. Uh, and it, it definitely was a revelation, uh, yeah. new and unique. And there was a time where really really great commercials were coming out i haven't seen too many really great commercials lately but mm -hmm. that was that may have been kind of the golden time yeah. um, and then again you i've seen you kind of peppered in uh, a lot of my favorite shows uh you were on psych uh you did an episode oh, yeah. of psych which was my it was still is the favorite comedy uh of all time that really for me I, this, this is my, like for you and, uh, you know, another reference that I found fascinating because I do that too. Not every time, uh, but I do that too. Sing, you know, Broadway in the shower every, every single time you're in the shower. So yeah. I, I, I definitely resonate with that because, you know, musicals are my happy place. But Psych is, is that thing where I watched it, you know, uh, and then my son, who is 11 right now, he uh, is is a you know is it a psychic or a psycho? What, what are we calling that that family of people who are watching? The <laughs> the the people who love psych. Uh, I got him hooked on psych, so he and I watched the whole thing again, and now we're about to watch uh, Psych uh, Two. You know, Lassie Come Home, which came out uh, about a month and a half ago, but we still haven't watched it. So I'm waiting where I can sit him down and both of us can watch it. So Psych, yeah, I, I absolutely adore that show. Uh, I even got my wife hooked on it. That's that's how much I love that's it. That's awesome. What uh, again with with those guys? It's every show has a really different uh, kind of energy and a feel to it. Psych has its own very specific rhythm. So um, I, I have to rewatch now <laughs> the episode that you are in. But what was your recollection in terms of kind of being in that rhythm, being in that energy, and uh, having to play off of it? Um. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd seen the show, um, but what I was uh, really getting a lot of information from was really how the actors were on set. Uh, like James and Dulé were just, they just, they were always just kind of on and snappy and there was a, there was a rhythm and a vibe to it. And, and that's kind of, again, one of those, you know, um, you know, I, would, I looked like a big comic book nerd. I was a lot heavier back then, glasses, spiky hair, you know, um, probably dressed wearing something, making me look like, you know, the comic book guy from uh, The Simpsons going in for my audition. And, you know, and basically it was like, be a nerdy virgin, you know, type, you know, a comic book guy, you know, who gets his mind read, uh, you know, for, you know, for all those traits. Um, and yeah, it was just... Um, 
again, it was just one of those things where you, where you get the scene and you're like, oh, I totally get why this is funny. And I get how those actors are going to make it funny. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you're kind of, I guess, in tune with, you know, like uh, with the tone of the show like that, um, you just kind of just, you just drop yourself in to that energy and, uh, and just play. Yeah, that's, it's one of those shows where, like, I don't care, uh, you know, what role, whatever, it doesn't matter. I just want to swim in those waters. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, Psych would be one of those shows for me. Um, <clears throat> Dulé Hill, fun fact, is on my number one drama of all time and number one comedy of all time and number three drama of all time. So Dulé is everywhere in my favorite shows. Okay, so what's, what's one in three? I'm guessing West Wing is one of them? That's one. What's the other one? Think of uh, a big USA show in uh, that was shot. Suits. Huh? Suits. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. I love it. Yeah. So uh, it's you know, Dulé is everywhere. Dulé, if you're watching, we need to talk, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, speaking of of Dulé Hill, I know you did tap. Uh, I know Dulé, you know, was probably tapping every day you know, on set. Did you see him tap when you were there? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I'm talking about as far as their energy. Like, you know, he just, especially considering, you know, in that particular scene, I remember they had converted this community center of some type to look like Comic-Con yep. and there was a stage set up and, uh, you know, James and Dooley were up there with, you know, with George Takei and, um, um, <clears throat> and just between takes, you know, Dooley can't not tap dance. He just can't. He just, he, cause his feet just, he's, he's amazing. I'm like, I've done a little bit of tap. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I'm glad that he talked people into finally giving the, the, you know, him an arc so he can actually tap dance for real on the show. So I'll I, have to look at that. I, oh yeah. It's, it was on psych and he, I'm trying to remember if he did, uh, if he did any of that on suits, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I feel like I, I would remember that. I I need to I need to go back. I, I, it's a hundred percent. It was uh, it was on psych because that's when he was teaching. He was teaching Lassie how to tap, and then Lassie started uh, tapping, which which is perfect on its own. Um, nice. So that's a show that I said to you. I, I you know I mentioned that I saw you on uh, Travelers, which. Mm. I love Travelers. I'm really uh, kind of upset that Travelers uh, ended. I want more seasons of the show. And again, everything is shot in Vancouver. It's all Canadian, uh, you know, people uh, in terms of the crew, the creators, and the actors, which which mm -hmm. is really rare. So I enjoyed that a lot. Again, very different energy. Uh, I'm trying to remember the episode that you were in, but can you remind me which one that was? If you I I, I cannot remember the name. I think, I think the episode might've been called Jenny and I believe it was in season two, maybe like episode three, four, five. It was early in the season. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember, you know, and, and that was one of those, um, I mean, it was, it was, it was quite literally just like a, like, like, a, like a line. I had auditioned for um, a guest starring part in the next episode. Um, and then it got written out and then they found themselves, they, they had written in this one line and they're like, just see if Trevor wants to do this. And Listen. I remember my, my agent saying, Oh, don't do it. You know, they, they really like you, you know, do something, do something bigger, do something better. And I was like, 
sure, but I was, I was actually having a very impetuous moment as an actor. I said, but this means I get to work with Eric McCormick like next week. Yeah. And, uh, and he's just a big hero of mine. Um, and, and what he's done with that show and top to bottom uh, Canadian talent uh, all over. I just, it was something that I really wanted to be a part of. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Eric as well. Uh, yeah. I talked to uh, Magda Panovic, uh, who, who was on that show. Uh, who's in Vancouver as well. Uh, she's wonderful. It's just, it's, it's a really cool show that mm-hmm. I, I truly enjoyed. So I keep, you know, asking uh, all of the regulars to come on down. So any of the regulars, if you're watching, come on down. I want to talk more <laughs> travelers with you. Uh, another show, which is a, f- I, I, apparently I have many favorites, but uh, a favorite of mine is Altered Carbon. So oh, yeah. uh, you did a couple of episodes as, you know, uh, stack uh, agent. Uh, yeah was it and i i didn't see on mobile it doesn't show uh mobile imdb pro does not show whether you know seasons and episode numbers were you in uh season one or two season one okay and uh what was that like because i think that show i i love it as a fan but from a pure acting perspective that show is so so great yeah i mean i don't know if it was as well received as you know maybe they had hoped um i do know that uh you know some of the people that i uh, i know who had watched they found it a little bit confusing but as an as an actor being a a, a part of that uh it was it was you know wonderful i mean it was again it was another one of those very secretive hush hush type things um i i loved you know this one scene that i got to do with uh you know with joel kinnaman uh, I mean, he's such an amazing actor and I mean, he's, he's just, he's so intense and so incredible in everything that he's in. Um, and uh, he was just lovely to work with the, I remember the, um, the director of, of one of uh, both of the episodes that I was in was just very, just, just, she would just let you do your thing and then, and she would trust you. And it was, it really became about where she wanted to put the camera. Um, but I remember uh, because in the scene, one of the main scenes that I was in that I was working with, with Joel, I'm tied to a chair being beaten for information. And it's, it's questionable whether or not, uh, I know and whether or not I'm lying. Um, and Joel is intense. I mean, he's intense. I remember, uh, you know, there was always this, this really, you know, like I, he said like, okay, it's like, so here's, you know, we have to coordinate some punches and, and he basically said, so how, like, if I grab you like this and I, hold the gun like this. How is that? And, you know, you're always negotiating stuff and planning stuff out, you know, with your, with your fellow actors. Um, and I said, yeah, we'll keep on checking in with each other after every take. But, you know, I just said, I just want this scene to look as badass as possible. So whatever we can do to make that happen, let's do that. So we, you know, get to the end of like, and we were doing it as a night shoot and it was, I think it was like six in the morning before we were done. And, um, you know, but after every take, he's always looking at me and he gives me that look like, you good? And I'm like, good. Let's go again. <laughs> Six in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> being in a scene with him, he's a tall guy. He's a big guy. And Posing. Yeah. And even though um, in all of the interviews that I've seen him, he seems really chill, really kind of a nice, sweet uh, man. When he's in character, that's not somebody that you really want to mess with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to ask, okay, let's, let's see if we can peel back the curtain a little bit. When you're in those uh, scenes where somebody is, um, you know, from a viewer perspective, somebody is really hurting you, um, obviously you're not being, uh, you know, hurt, but is it all of the kind of the bruises and everything else, cuts or whatever happened, is this all kind of uh, post-prod, you know, how do they, is there, you know, are they doing inserts after the fact? How does it, how does it work from the technical perspective? Uh, well, for that one, there was a, a number of makeup tests uh, beforehand to kind of, you know, because I think one of my eyes was kind of half closed and they wanted to, you know, they have to test it out. They don't want to leave it till the, the day that you're shooting. Mm-hmm. So you go in a couple times and you do the, the makeup tests and the hair tests and they build your, your uniform or your costume. Um, but then on the day they just put it on and then they don't really apply more blood because it wasn't like, you know, you were seeing a wound occur in that scene, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but, you know, no, you're not getting hurt per se, but you kind of have to use whatever circumstances you have. So, you know, while you're, you know, it's a, there's a reason it's called acting. It's like, don't really hit me because I'm going to act it. But, you know, what was very... Uh, I remember coming back from lunch and, you know, you, you do the, you do the masters of scenes and then you go around and, you know, you, you might do a little bit of coverage and then you break for lunch and then you come back and you, you do the rest of the coverage and, and a scene that length, you know, took us all day to do or all night, I should say. And uh, I remember just really being quite exhausted by the end. Um, And that's great because my character should be completely exhausted and completely beaten down. So it was very easy to kind of use that exhaustion and and allow it to also become despair and and a and a reason to want to to you know to be anywhere but that situation. So use it absolutely. You know we keep yeah. on hearing that uh, you know in auditions, uh, right? If you're nervous, great, use it. You know use mm-hmm. it. That it's uh, that's a part of the character. Um, speaking of auditions, uh, any. Anything that I know right now, everything is pretty much self-tape, but uh, any advice on auditioning, things that you found that work really well for you? Wow, that's, I mean, that's an interview in and, it's, in and of itself. Yeah. Um, it all depends on, you know, how somebody individually approaches the work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the biggest thing that that I've kind of been putting into my auditions lately that that I'm feeling so great about is, is think of them less as an audition for this role yeah. and, and think about it as, as building the trust and, and a really strong relationship with the casting director, number one, you know, um, and for the work itself. And the way you do that, the way I try to do that is I just try to turn off that little voice in my head that says, no, don't do it that way. Um, And I just try to, in equal parts, trust my instincts, you know, and and give them, you know, my uniqueness, my unique take on this scene. But while I'm also simultaneously dialed into what I believe to be the tone of this show. and, you know, so those are some, you know, I guess, philosophical ways um, I approach it. And then when it comes to actually right now in, in the self-tape world, just never forget that 
I don't like audition scenes where you just see these people just deadlocked right. and they just, they don't break eye contact. And it's always like this and it gets a little creepy after a while. <laughs> you know, I think that it's important to show your character in a full world, in the real circumstances uh, that are happening so that when people are looking at it, you know, I don't want to use the word performance, but you're literally, you're like, you're showing them like, this is like, I'm creating it all and I'm using it all in my head and this is where I am. And I mean, let me show you where I am uh, fully. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's great reminder. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a great reminder because we never want the casting director to lose our eyes. And, you know, we, we never want to do that. Yeah. Right. Come on. It's, it's about reality. It's about, do you feel grounded as it, that character or do you don't? It's not about, you know, uh, the eyes and not being lost specifically. You know, I mean, there is a certain amount of, you know, technical know-how, um, you know, it is about the eyes, but a lot of really strong moments can come out of breaking eye contact and then regaining it with your subject. So, you know, you have to, you have to be truthful, but also know that, you know, you are playing with the camera. Right. So <laughs> as long as you don't turn your back to the camera, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, that could be an interesting choice, I guess. Um, now, going back to, uh, to kind of the, the singing in the shower, because I have to ask if, if there is a favorite, you know, tune that, that always comes up or, uh, or it's a, you know, kind of um, a number of them that, uh, that, <laughs> that you play with. Oh, well, I mean, there's a, <laughs> my, uh, my YouTube history, you know, tells a long story, but um, I was always, uh, you know, a lot of that training that I did uh, at Vancouver Youth Theater, it was musical based. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just always, a, I'm al I've always been a huge fan of the musical genre um, because of, it is just a very certain kind of magic that quite literally happens before your eyes on stage mm -hmm. that, um, that you know just it, it can't be compared elsewhere um currently i'm obsessed with hamilton <laughs> so i got a you know disney plus uh about six months ago and i was just like why have i not been listening to this sooner um i'm yeah i'm just i'm really obsessed with hamilton um and i mean you know you just kind of name the uh, the the old musicals like i like little shop of horrors i like i love les mis I love Miss Saigon. I love Tommy. Um, I mean, Rent, uh, you know, Next to Normal, Legally Blonde, whatever. I mean, uh, you just, you bring it. I am all over the map. Yeah. Uh, producers is, I think, my number one. <clears throat> yes, good one. And then recently I saw one that, you know, is, is a fairly new musical uh, that I've never heard about before. And I thought, oh my God why this, this is that same thing of why have i never seen this before this is perfect and i'm trying to remember the name of it right now uh, oh you tease something rotten something rotten is the is the okay movie. so uh something rotten is just it, it's it's meta it's just beautiful like if i was to write a musical it would be something rotten that's that's kind of my uh, sense of humor that's you know my meta calls uh, that's, that's precisely what I would do. So those are uh, the, the ones for me. But in terms of uh, in terms of uh, Hamilton, thank you. 
in terms of Hamilton, uh, for the past, since we all saw it, my, my wife and my daughter, you know, finally got tickets in, uh, when they were in Chicago, uh, when Hamilton was in Chicago, and they got to see it uh, live. Uh, wow. I never got to see it because we couldn't, <laughs> we could not get tickets. So uh, I never got to see it, neither did my son. So as soon as it came out on Disney Plus, we were right there. Since mm -hmm. that time, I'm not sure how many times we've watched this, we lost count. It's usually one of uh, the four of us has it on our, you know, uh, on our uh, Spotify or Pandora playing. So mm -hmm. the Hamilton's in the house. Yeah, it's literally like, I almost call it like a, like a laundry folding show now. Like, you know, when I'm cooking, when I'm folding laundry, when I'm just organizing, tidying, whatever, I'll just, or doing some crafting around the house, I'll put on Hamilton in the background. Uh, very similar. And now, now it's become kind of the part of the vernacular. You know, I would say something is like, okay, that's nice. And they're like, it must be nice. It must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always, now it's just weird. Oh, it's hilarious. Into our daily existence. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you is if you had a chance to go back and uh, talk to young Trevor, who's, uh, who's just starting out in acting, and give one piece of acting advice, what would that be? Mm. Um, one piece of acting advice, I would say stop trying to fit into other people's boxes. Mm. Just smash it, be your own box. Yeah, just that. Um, because, you know, you spend, I, I think, you know, as, a, as young actors and young people, you spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to be right, yeah. be correct for other people. And then it's only kind of in, you know, in, you know, as you, as you mature often into your thirties and forties that you realize that that's just such wasted energy, you know, and that, you know, you're cool enough and unique enough on your own. I love it. And you just created the name of this episode, which is Be Your Own Box. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, Robert. It's, it's a joy. I will check out the show. Uh, I, I will be, <laughs> I'll be texting you in the morning and uh, <laughs> seeing how that goes. So thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Al. It's been nice. Thank you. It must be nice. See? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even see it coming. <laughs> it's you know I, I can't help it anymore uh thank you everybody for uh, for joining us i i appreciate it we know how much you love uh hamilton and uh hopefully you like this show at least a little bit so we appreciate it thank you <laughs>